Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Believe in Bears. It is a victory Monday, and thank you so much for checking us out right here on YouTube. Comment and question below, and thanks for listening to us on Sirius XM Radio. We have a fantastic Victory Bears pod coming up for you in about 20 seconds, but first, we have to talk about our sponsor, BetOnline.ag, and look, BetOnline, it is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contest events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every single league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, Combat Sports, Esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online source for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and even futures. So head on over to BetOnline today and use that promo code BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0. Why? Because if you do, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus in your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming into the pod. If you checked out last week's pod, thanks for coming on back because... We got a couple of things. We got a couple of things to pat ourselves on the back about here a little bit. The Chicago Bears shock the world, but do not shock the Believe in Bears podcast by picking up a win over the 49ers, 19 to 10. The Bears are one to know. They stand atop the NFC North. I'm just saying it because I don't know how many times they're going to get a chance to say it this year. <laughs> and we're going to break it all down right now for you. So let's bring in my co-host. He's former Bears defensive end, former Northwestern Wildcat, Fox 32, CHGO, a man on the links, dropping bombs. It's Corey Wooten. Yeah. What's up, Corey? What's going on, my man? It's, it was a great win yesterday, man. It, uh, it it makes a smile from ear to ear because our predictions were, were pretty spot on. And mine was almost exactly perfect score prediction. I said 21 to 10. We could rewind it back. And it would have been that way. But Santos missed Santos. Two, those two those two extra points, man. And, and we're in there. I mean, I predict you might as well call me Nostradamus, man. Like, or Nostradamus, how, how, however you pronounce that pronunciation. <laughs> but I know the guy that used to predict stuff. That's me. <laughs> I'm going to uh, go Wootstradamus. Go, we'll kind of do a little bit of a mixture a little bit. Exactly. Yeah, Corey, man, what can we say, dude? I mean, uh, the Chicago Bears win. It was ugly. It was a rain-soaked game. The second half got even worse somehow in terms of yep. weather, inclement weather. But you know what, man? It turned into this beautiful snapshot for this young Bears team. And we're going to break it all down here for you right now. I want you to just to react to some of the keys that you brought up in the preview yeah. and then talk yeah. about some of the things that you liked real quick. I'm going to lay them out for you. One, uh, you know, you talked about, you know, get after Trey Lance. Yeah. Uh, you know, you talked about and these are big hallmarks of you, too. Yeah. We talk about uh, about mm-hmm. gap discipline. You talk about discipline exactly. as a team, yep. defense, hard hitting, speed, yeah. all that good stuff. Yeah. Uh, Corey, man, a lot of that stuff was on display. Uh, just tell us. Open it up. What did you like? What did you love about that Bears? Win? Yeah. Real, real quick before I get into it, I just got to tell a quick story I told you about about Kyle Shanahan, how I clapped back on him on CHGO today. So on, on Friday, right, I, I do an interview with KNBR. They're basically the 670, the score of the West Coast in San Francisco, right? Big Niners uh, radio uh, talk show. And they have me on there, right? We're talking and, uh, you know, we're talking about, you know, the game and predictions. I said 21 to 10. I said the Bears are going to come out victorious. I said uh, Justin Fields is going to outplay Trey Lance. I said the, the Niners don't don't buy Trey Lance. They're they're they, they don't believe in him. And uh, I just said they said well, why do you think that? I said well number one he wasn't named the captain right, which some people could, could speculate or not speculate. And I just said I I just get the vibe that they don't from the locker room. And Shanahan was telling them make sure you stick up for your teammate. You know if so, if a coach tells you that tells you everything you need to know. So I, I predict that. And um, the Shanahan later goes on the show because the hosts say, hey, we had Corey Wooten on here, former NFL player. 
he had said this, this, and this. And Kyle Shannon says, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's just speculating. He's looking at the headlines. And I'm like, no, 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 nobody. You know, really? the thing is, I had everything right that we talked about. I said, Justin Fields was going to outplay Trey Lance. I said, I said, the Bears were going to get the running game going. And, hey, it wasn't pretty, but in the second half when it mattered, they did. I said, they were going to stop the run. And in the second half, they did that. And then what did they do? Put the pressure on Trey Lance like we talked about. So I did all those things. So I clapped back on him today and I said, listen, man, I was right the whole time. The thing is, right, you're, you're this offensive guru. And just like in the Falcons game, when you were the offensive coordinator, right, when you had Brady on the ropes, you're up 25, what did he do? He abandoned the run. That's something that he did in the second half of the game yesterday. So, hey, my man Kyle Shanahan, your boy Wootstradamus, I knew. You didn't, buddy. All right, just take that L, all right? That's what we got to do. But hey, yeah, we be- believe in Bears, man. We're out here. We're doing the work. It's not like we just exactly. like flipped on the TV and started watching these games. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Corey, man, like, I mean, truly, this was a blueprint. This is a great start for Matt yeah. Eberflus, right? And I think yeah. a lot of the stuff that you wanted to see change from Matt Nagy to a Matt Eberflus system. I think you saw it. I think you saw hats flying to the ball on the defensive yep. side. I thought Jaquan Brisker played a great game. Jalen Johnson yep. punching the ball out a little bit. Roquan yep. Smith hitting people. Dominic Robinson getting some sacks. Um, yep. Corey, I mean, just talk about it. You know, that first half to that second half, yep. besides Elijah Mitchell coming out of the game, you yep. know, what do you think were some of the adjustments defensively that yep. worked for the Bears? And do you think they had the gap discipline that you like to see when you watch defense? That, that what you talked about, adjustments, that's a key thing. Coming back in the second half and making adjustments. Last year, they struggled to do that all year. We came back and we saw the same exact team that we did in the first half. So Eberflus and company said, hey, let's flush what happened in the first half, right? We're only down 10 points. Let's get these adjustments. And defensively, what they did early on, they were trying to get pressure on Trey Lance, right? And it kind of backfired on them, right? Because Trey Lance was very good at that first read, right? So when they're bringing an extra guy, he knows right away that there's going to be a guy open. So his first read is boom, right off that guy that's coming off off the uh, edge blitzing. So he was great on that in the first half because they they had an excellent game plan. My hats off to Shanahan in the first half because he really he really had a great side script to side. For him. Debo exactly. was had, pounding on us. Yeah, he had a great script for him, right? But the the Bears in the second half, what they did is they said, "Listen, we're not we're not going to blitz anymore. We're we're, we're going to play gap discipline. We're going to stop the run." And then when they drop back the pass, we're just only going to rush four. And you saw the Bears were able to get home with some coverage sacks because the coverage was good. Because Trey Lance, once he went through the progressions, his first read wasn't there. He was kind of panicking, getting happy feet, then going to the second read, third read. That's why he struggled. And then you saw Eddie Jackson pick him off. The second half, he just really struggled to get things going. He didn't seem comfortable out there. And that was hats off to Williams and Eberflus for making that adjustment and realizing, hey, we don't really have to come home on them. Yeah, we would like more pressure. I think that's something that we need to do. But they're like, hey, we're going to confuse him with this coverage because, hey, he's, he's only going off the first read. And it really made him think. And that showed the, the lack of maturity for, for Trey Lance. And that's what I was getting into when I made this pr- pr- prediction. You look on the other side of the ball, uh, Justin Fields, right? He had talked about that scramble play to, to Pettis, right? He was going through all his reads and progressions. Pettis was the last one. He had talked about that. Yeah. So that, that's a quarterback where I see growth and maturity, right? Looking at the first read, the second read, the third read. Pettis is the last one across the field. He knows he's there wide open, right? Cool, calm, and collective. Drops it to him. He says, hey, do what you do, get in the end zone. But that's growth from Justin Fields, and that's what we were talking about all week. Justin Fields had the edge, and it wasn't perfect by any means, right? But whenever you're going to have a situation where you have torrential downpour, 
on a horrible surface. I mean, it looked like it looked like the field turf was coming up. So hats off to Justin Field, especially in that second half, because he bounced back. The defense did their thing. And look at Eddie Jackson, right, being back. In my opinion, he, he played a great game. People were talking about, oh, is, is he the Eddie Jackson, the old? He showed in that game. His tackling was unbelievable. You know, he was coming up downhill, you know, tackling the outside leg. Uh, he had the huge interception where he broke on the ball. He looks back. I told you he's going to be reinvigorated with this new staff. Everyone's telling him he can't play. It's similar to Robert Quinn a year ago, right? He had heard it so much. He's disappointed in how he's played the last couple of years. So he came out ready to go, and I love what I saw from the young guys over there, uh, Brisker and Gordon. Early on, they were struggling with some of those zone coverages, right? They weren't on the same page. They thought they had help over the top, Gordon a couple times. Brisker's eyes in the backfield. Uh, Tyler Tyler Croft almost got loose on that one would-be touchdown. So you have to keep your eyes on your key. And I think, you know, when everything was live and everything was going, I feel like some, some of their lack of experience showed because they were hyped up and they're ready to go. He wants to come up and play the run because they're running the ball down their throats. And then all of a sudden he gets beat deep. So that's what you saw with some of these young guys in there. Um, so next week they're, they're going to look at this film and say, listen, especially on Rodgers, we cannot make mistakes like this because he will absolutely carve us up. So I love the adjustments defensively and then offensively. That's what I love the best, right? Because we talked about it. What does Justin Fields do well when he's on the move, right? Some of them were designed, some of them weren't. But you got him going in the run game, some of the zone reads, uh, some of these sweeps, some of these uh, nakeds, uh, boots, and just break down play, making it happen. And I said this today, um, you know, on, on one of the shows I did, I said, it is so hard as a defensive lineman when you're chasing a guy like Justin Fields, right? Trey Lance, he's an athletic quarterback, but he's not like Justin Fields. It doesn't even compare, you know? Justin Fields is that same type of Lamar Jackson type of runner where you're not going to catch him. I mean, he's, he's almost like a running back out there at times. So it's so hard because it changes the way you rush. You look at how the 49ers rushed in that second half, right? They, they weren't the same team that we saw in the first half, right? Where Bosa was one-on-one. -on -one. When Justin Fields started scrambling, right, they changed the way they rushed. They said, okay, we need to set the edge on him. We can't just come home like we did because we're worrying about him breaking contain. So it changes these talented pass rushers and how they how they really rush. So that's the Justin Fields effect. We saw Bolson and company kind of coming off the line and making sure they stayed outside. And that's, that's why if Getsy next week can get him going on the run early on, hey, let's get some zone reads with him. Let's get some naked, let's get some boots. And hey, let's, let's have Larry Borum in there. You know, let, let the end go inside a little bit. Say Justin Fields, as soon as he makes that inside move, hit that corner real quick. And then you have the option to run it or pass it. I mean, it's classic Aaron Rodgers, that play to Dante Pettis. That's the scramble drill. That's what Green Bay has worked on for years. Luke Getze coming from Green Bay implements that. They work that in, in the Bears practices. They scramble drill. That's a huge thing. He took that from, from the Green Bay Packers. And that's something that's going to be such a different element because as soon as Fields scrambles, they're taught to, to, to go their separate ways, right? This, this guy runs that way. This guy, They're constantly moving because that could be a free play, a big shot. And it was, that was kind of like the game-changing play offensively to get things going. It completely changed everything. Um, I want to kind of hit a couple of the things that you mentioned a little bit. First of all, with the Eddie Jackson thing, you're totally right. My favorite part about Eddie Jackson in that game is he got absolutely trucked by Debo Samuel in the end zone, and the dude kept playing. Right, He kept putting his shoulder exactly. into the mix, which I don't know if that was the Eddie Jackson of last year. Let's move over yep. to Trey Lance really quick, man. We were talking about a pre-pod, dude, and it is so funny. Like As a novice, 
you can kind of get a whiff of the game plan to see whether a coach trusts a quarterback or not. Yeah. And when you mentioned that the Bears decided to stop blitzing Trey Lance, and that was the kind of game plan they started rolling out there, I think that's just kind of all you need to know about where they are probably with Trey Lance right now. Yeah. Trey Lance exactly. with Justin Fields. I don't know, man. Maybe he runs more physically between the tackles than Justin Fields. Yeah. It's it's night and day, in my opinion, in terms mm -hmm. of what we saw from Justin Fields. Because let's mm -hmm. be honest, man. I think there's a lot to build off of moving forward heading into this Packers game. Because in my opinion, oh. the offense, for the most part, did not function at all for most of the game. We saw some nice runs by Khalil Herbert. I thought he was probably the better yeah. running back on a rain-soaked day than Dave Montgomery. Yeah. Not in general. Just on that one Sunday. Yeah. But, Corey, we've talked about it before, man. The thing that everyone keeps dragging the Bears for, the Bears aren't going to win any games this year. And we've mentioned on this pod is those are going to be mm -hmm. there's going to be three, four moments from Justin yeah. Fields every single week when you said he breaks contain and he makes mm -hmm. magic happen. You can't script yeah. it. You can't project it. You can't put it into some sort yeah. of analytical machine and it yeah. comes out. And that's what we saw with Justin Fields. And, yeah, you said eight completions. I mean, three or four of them were the biggest completions of the game, dude. I mean, exactly. and that's what and that's what's the difference between winning and losing. And I, I want to just maybe bring it home by this point that you brought up earlier that I, I want to get your reaction on this from as a guy who used to be a former NFL player in a locker room. In my opinion, Justin Fields, when he gets to the microphone, he typically is pretty much by the book scripted, yeah. pretty vague. We're always trying to get mm -hmm. better. We're always trying to do this, trying to do that. What is the biggest criticism for Justin Fields heading into the year? The guy can't process defenses enough. He's hanging out. You know, he's not reading the field quite the way that he should because he's a young quarterback. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you watched the entirety of Justin Fields' post-game post, uh, press conference yeah. yesterday, but that dude pulled out a whiteboard, and he went boom, boom, boom. Oh, yeah, by the way, uh, on third down, it's 48% conversion rate. So I looked at my second look. They were running a hook right here. So, I, I mean, the guy got into yeah. it with some detail in exactly. a way that I almost felt like was on purpose, Corey. I mean, am I off on something where Corey? No, I felt no. like I felt Justin was just trying to remind some people, hey, like, I I know this, I know this yeah. offense. Just because I play it yeah. cool and safe with most of my answers yeah. doesn't mean that I don't know what I'm doing out there. I kind of yeah. felt like he was trying to pump that out a little bit. Yeah, yeah, because I I think uh, last year's criticism was his, his reads and um, you know basically just understanding the offense, understanding what the defense is doing. And, hey, listen, he was thrust into that role last year um, because of Andy Dalton getting hurt, and they didn't game plan for him. So this year he had a full offseason in his belt, and he said, how can, how can I become a better player, right? And a lot of that is just understanding the defense, what they're doing. When they give you a certain look, you know, when they bring, bring this uh, backer up, are they coming on the blitz? And early on, it, it kind of shocked them a little bit. But, hey, they, they had a good game plan early on, and what he did, he, he was showcasing, like, listen, in the second half, I'm understanding what they're doing, right? Yeah. I'm understanding the reads that I need to have. And hats off to him. He's showing he's showing the media, too, because that's the knock on him. But he's saying, I understand this. This is what I was thinking here, because people say, oh, that was a lucky throw and this, that, the other. He was going through the progressions. I mean, you can say whatever you want. Yes, he used his feet extremely well. Corey, he got, he, no he one gets out of that. Out. No one yeah. gets out of that contain. No one does exactly. that else in the NFL to even get him in the position to find yeah. the wide open Dante Pettis, dude, right? Exactly, exactly. So I, I saw growth from him, and A, it wasn't perfect. But in those conditions, how he played in the second half, I mean, if, if, if that first half could have matched that, we're, we're, we're looking at a, you know, 240-yard performance, you know, maybe possibly four touchdowns in that game. But, hey, it is what it is, and it was the first game of the season, and – San Francisco, they are a great defense. So for them to score, you know, three times touchdowns. Remember, we talked about 
scoring touchdowns, not yeah, these field goals. Yep. And that was the key thing there, right? We didn't see – think about this, right? Despite how badly they played and, you know, how things were going, second half they, they picked it up. But Darnell Mooney, one catch. Cole Komet, no catches, right? David Montgomery, 17 uh, carries. For I think 26. 2.7. Yeah. No, it's 17 yeah, for 26 uh, yards. Yeah, dude. It's yeah, nice. It's yeah, like so one – so he averaged under three. Like, he normally does not do that at all. Um, so you got to think Montgomery's going to play better. Uh, Darnell Mooney's going to get more targets, and so is Cole Komet, you know, in a normal situation without the, the element. So I think it can only go up from here, and I think Bears fans have a lot uh, to, to be positive about and optimistic. And, you know, obviously, uh, you know, coming into this week, it's, it's a different beast with, with Aaron Rodgers over there because he's got yeah. their number. But uh, but I'm, I'm, this is the best I've felt about a Packers game uh, in a while. Yeah, and look, here's the other thing about Justin Fields. I'm going to pat myself on the back a little bit. Not that I called it, but now that we're seeing it is, Corey, I talked about that offensive resiliency. That's what happened mm -hmm. in the first quarter. Bad drives, nothing going, can't get the running going, basically just banging your head against the wall. But Justin Fields didn't get down on himself. You know, he threw a pick in the first half, didn't look good. They were able to try and get that drive together before the end of the first half that was wiped away from a penalty. But then in that second half, you're right, man, they made some big plays. And that's what Justin Fields is. He's a big-time playmaker. This is what we are learning. Eight completions, only 121 yards. Do the math there. That's still like 15 yards per completion. As you mentioned, project that out to 240 yards. Um, one more topic, and then you know we're going to start to wrap up here in a second. But, Corey, uh, a big part about it, we've talked about it. You talked about it a lot last year. And it was just great to see because we saw it in the preseason. Just the, the discipline on penalties, dude. Yeah. I mean, look, right. the San Francisco 49ers, a presumptive playoff favorite, they went to the yeah. NFC Championship game last year, had 12 penalties uh, yesterday. Mm -hmm. um, I believe five of them turned into first downs. Yeah. Um, we got to start figuring out something. Can we send a memo to the NFL to stop hitting Justin Fields in the helmet? Can we, like, figure that out, please? But the Chicago Bears yeah. – the Chicago Bears, though, three penalties yeah. for 24 yards, and one of those yeah. penalties was the 15-yarder that their punter the had towel. for trying to wipe down the field. That's only yeah. nine penalty yards. Corey, I mean, I don't care who you play yeah. week to week. Yeah. If you play that discipline and that clean, yeah. you're going to be in a lot of ball yeah. games, right? Remember we had talked about that. I said it comes down to coaching, right? Matt Nagy, they didn't stress enough of that. Eber Flus was going to. He said that from the beginning, and we said – He's going to be that lovey type of mindset where, hey, we're going to play discipline uh, team. We're going to play uh, bend but don't break defense at times. And that's what they did in the first half, right? It wasn't pretty, but they didn't allow huge chunks, right? They could have easily been up 21 nothing at halftime, right? But Jalen Johnson getting the ball out. Dominique Robinson having that big sack, you know, to force them out of field goal range. Things like that. Like, the defense was getting gashed a little bit, but in those situations, they bowed up. And hats off to them. And I think that tells you a lot about the coach, right? Because the players, they're buying into everything you're teaching. I think that shows yes. the difference. And that's something I talked about with Kyle Shanahan, his arrogance, right? That breeded through his players. You talk about after the game, Nick Bosa saying, oh, well, yeah, we basically you know, gave them the game. And, you know, when a team can't drive the ball 15 yards is a lot for them. And I'm like, dude, they were driving the ball. And I don't know what you're talking about, but yeah. But Why don't you worry about covering the spread? The Try and cover the spread, exactly. Bosa, before you start worrying about yeah. uh, what the other side but, did and didn't do. Yeah, but Get but stuff like that is very telling. I think of just just the the message from the leader in Kyle Shanahan, right? Yeah. Just like I said, the arrogance that he has. Put oh, like you know, 
that we lost the game. That was basically the mantra of, of a lot of their players on the other side. We lost the game. The Bears didn't win it, right? Because I think they came into this game cocky, like we're we're gonna we're gonna whoop them. And in the first half, you know, they're probably like, oh, we get, we got them on the ropes. We got them right where we want to. And then all of a sudden, the second half, you know, flipped the switch, and then it became a different game. So, um, yeah, I, I think anytime you could be a more disciplined team, and that's what we knew you're going to put yourself in a position to succeed and, and have a chance to win games, you know? So people can say it's lucky this game was whatever. They won by two scores, right? And the Bears outplayed San Francisco by far. Like, they put the ball in the end zone. They did all the things you needed to do. Justin Fields showcased what he could do. The defense stepped up big, and they showed, you know, why we're back on a defensive, uh, you know, type of team right now. So, you know, it, it, it wasn't the greatest performance, but it was something that we can build off and say, hey, we can only go off from here because in the first half, couldn't stop the run. We couldn't get after Trey Lance. Uh, we couldn't cover at times. But the adjustments is what made the difference. And that's what we're seeing, right? Because last year, we wouldn't make adjustments. This year, we're making the adjustments. And the resiliency of this team, that shows how much respect they have for, for Matt Eberflus, right? Because we didn't see the same type of effort throughout because – Last year, what happened when when uh, Matt Nagy team was down, right? We saw guys loafing. We saw guys not running to the football, with the exception of Robert Quinn. Injuries. We didn't see guys flying around, right? Exactly. Yeah. And so what, what do we see? Guys flying around, guys getting turnovers. He was the top 10 uh, defensive coordinator the, the past few years in turnovers. So I think that's all carrying over. It's a mindset, that, that hit principle that he always talks about. So that's huge. Yeah, and for a long season, Corey, with a very, very young team that no one's expecting a lot of, I think this was a great recipe, right? I mean, physically, I think the Bears have a lot to work on. I think this is this is perfect coaching tape out of a yeah. victory for the coaches to be like, hey, man, we got to get a lot better here, 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 here. Mm -hmm. The Bears are not going to rest on their laurels here and think that nope. they've got it made after this victory. But I think mentally, Corey, you're nailing it, man. I think this is a huge victory for a 17-game season with a young football team. Yeah. And and like you mentioned, man, you're talking about the difference between Kyle Shanahan and his players. Justin Fields quoted Matt Eberflus in a post-game press conference. Matt Eberflus says this game is about physical and mental stamina. That is exactly what Justin Fields said word for word. He said that's what coach says. He's quoting his coach. I don't think he did that at all last year at Matt Nagy. I think that yeah. says a lot about the relationship and the vibe in that room right now moving forward. So, Corey, this is kind of my final one. Um, speaking of camaraderie, speaking of a team being together, buying into a coach, buying mm -hmm. into a principle, a personality, grade, scale of 1 to 10, the penguin slide. The Bengal, the Bears, Bengals, <laughs> like Corey. I mean, man, you're I, a man that's done a robot. You scored a touchdown. Yeah. You've been in an NFC title game. <laughs> I mean, talk about that, dude. It was yeah. a, it's, that's a snapshot that Bears fans will remember forever. Oh, I think this game will go down as 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 one of the greats, and not for the performance, this, that, and the other. But I think it's you're just, gonna remember it. You're gonna remember yeah, it. But, yeah. But not only that, coming into the game, right? The Bears were, oh, they're gonna be the dumpster of the NFC North. They're gonna be have only three wins. They're gonna be one of the worst teams in the NFL. And what do they do? They shock the world with an incredible comeback. And at the end of the game, when it's sloshy as can be, it looks like Lake Michigan out there. They slide across the field, and there's a big video and picture of Justin Fields and company doing their snow angels or, or penguin angels, whatever, <laughs> on the field. So it was incredible to see. And I think the guys, it's, it's like when you, when you grow up. I, Roquan Smith talked about it with Stacey Dales, you know, our, our good friend that's been on our pod. Um, he said it made me feel like a kid again, you know, grow, growing up, playing in the rain. Um, and that's at the end of the day, they're all grown men out there. 
and hey, they get paid great money, but they love the game. And, and it brings you back to like a childhood type atmosphere when you play like that or play in the snow in extreme conditions. And at the end, man, they just having fun with it. So it's good to see that. Good to see them having fun and good to come out with a, with a win. I think that's huge for their confidence, right? Just showing them that, hey, we are not what the media thought we were, right? Because a, a loss in that situation, that would have been bad for the morale and confidence. I know it's only maybe, one win. Maybe they're right. Uh, maybe loss. we're not that good yeah. yet. Yeah, exactly. Sure. So I think this show is like, hey, we played as bad as can be. We came back. We still won. And I think that the show is like, hey, we can only go up from here. And I think it's great for the confidence going into Green Bay, you know, a team that struggled last week. So I think, hey, anytime Aaron Rodgers playing the Bears is tough. But I think the confidence as a whole will, will be, be on the rise. And I think they're, they're thinking, like, listen, we can't get too up for this because, hey, it was one win, right? It gives us the confidence. We have to flush that and move on to the next game. And that's Iberflus's mentality. You know, I said him and Lovey are a lot alike, very even keel, like, Hey, let's let's not get too high. Let's get not get too low, and let's move on to the next one. So, I'm I'm looking forward to this this season. And you know, I think it was great pick up having Eberflus. You know, people wanted the offensive mindset, but Bears are best when they have the defensive minded head coach. Bring on the Packers, baby! Bring on the Packers! This yeah. is our this is our Believe in Bears uh, breakdown of the uh, Bears 19 to 10 win over the 49ers uh, presented by betonline.ag use promo code believe 50 BLEAV 50 for that 50% welcome bonus thanks for checking us out on YouTube and Sirius Corey man take us home on a yeah. pod give us a little bit of a taste because we're coming back later this yeah. week with a full-on Bears Packers preview oh, too as yep. well and you know what, while you're at it give a shout out to your boy Lovey Smith who to his credit, played for a tie yesterday, yeah. and it worked. And it worked. Yeah. Love, it's good to have Lovey back at the helm in the NFL. Yeah, it's, shout, it's, shout out it's to cool. Lovey, man. I always root for him. Uh, but real quick before I get into the next week, I just got to give a shout out to Dominique Robinson, man. He did a heck of a job in there. Yes. Um, he, he surprised the shirt, a lot of people. The shirt grab. The shirt yeah, grab was rad. Exactly. I mean, Trey, Trey Lance is a big dude. He's not He's not a small dude by any means. He grabbed him one arm. Uh, but he had one and a half sacks. He was the second leading tackler. He had two QB hits. I mean, that's great whenever you can have a guy that you can put in the rotation. You can slide him inside. He has some versatility over there. Um, really love what I saw from him. And then going on to next week, man, I'm excited for this. This is this is the most excited I've been about a, about a Bears-Packers game in a while, right? Because I think the Bears do have a shot, right? We're going to get down to the predictions and, and, and you know, kind of keys for, for victory here. And I love it because usually if you play Aaron Rodgers the way we're about to break it down, you, you can contain him, right? We, we, you know, you know what the recipe is, and we, yeah. we broke it down a little bit last year, but we're gonna get into it again. And uh, yeah, they struggled last week, right? But it doesn't matter. He did the same thing last year when they played the Saints, right? He threw, he threw two picks. He looked terrible. The team looked terrible. In the media, he said, "Hey, it's just one game. What, what are you guys worrying about?" And then he's back the next week through four touchdowns. We can't let that happen. So I think, I think it's how we respond this next week. And we're going to get into the keys and the recipe for success, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it because anytime it's Bears Packers week, man, it, it doesn't matter how they're doing or how we're doing. It's still the, the one of the greatest rivalries in football, you know, and, and it's been very lopsided as of late. So hopefully we can start that trend and turning that around and, and get back to next week. Um, so, so looking forward to it, man. And uh, you can follow me on, on Twitter, Instagram at, at Corey Wooten, C-O-R-E-Y W-2-O's, two T's, O-N. And, uh, yeah, we'll have another pod coming up Thursday or Friday of this week, uh, previewing everything, giving you guys all the tidbits because we're pretty good at uh, predicting things. You know, every 
everything that we're saying came came to life, man. So I was you know. I was just about to say, Corey, it's like thank you for listening and thank you for watching. But if you're listening and watching and you're not following Corey Wooten yet, honestly, like what are you doing? Because I know that <laughs> I know that everyone's like we're railing on these national prognosticators that think they know our Bears team inside and out. Yeah. And my man Corey here is right on a consistent basis, and he is off to a great start so far in Week One. He's got his finger on this pulse on this team. For quite some time and now the best part about it is they're actually got a style of defense that he likes and exactly. a head coach and, and, the style. Again, baby. And, he, and he's been singing the praises for it for the last year and a half yeah. and now we're actually about to see it on the field so you got to give Corey a follow uh you know what are you doing stop stop listening right now and go do it uh thank you so much for checking out this pod be well be safe please be good to each other make sure you check your inbox friday morning because we are going to have a bears packers preview ready for you week one the bears are one and oh i guess that means we're just going to spend the rest of the week getting our bear down on exactly baby (laughs) do you believe thank you for listening to believe You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.